Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Give a Fuck podcast. I'm your Aquarian host, Carousel Catherine, and um, I'm recording this from my car on my laptop because, A, I don't like recording when people are home, and people are home, so, yeah, and I need to record, and B, Normally during this time, I would be sitting in my car talking to my therapist, but I am actually meeting my therapist today in person later this afternoon for the first time in a year and a half, almost two years. So why not use this time to sit in my car and talk about the things that they don't tell you about healing? Because that's what I'm doing healing. And I would assume if you're listening to this podcast that you're healing too, or at least I hope you are, because going through this life traumatized is not a good idea for you or the people around you. So like go to therapy and get yourself healed. Right now, I'm drinking a a smoothie with some spinach in it in my car because um, I haven't had breakfast because I'm the type of person that like whenever I like have something to do in the day like I have therapy at one thirty, and it's currently 11 um, I struggle to like do anything if that makes sense like I struggle to, like, make time to eat. Like, if I have something to do in the day, like, all I can do is, like, lay there and wait for that thing to happen. And so breakfast is a smoothie because that is all I had the capacity to make. So that's what we're doing. But, yeah, the things they don't tell you about healing. I'm on my healing journey. Hopefully you're on your healing journey. And, um, if you haven't listened to some of my other podcasts, then you probably don't know that, um, in 2021, at the beginning of 2021, I took a fun little trip to, uh, the Grippy Sock Hospital, uh, the mental illness establishment, the psych ward, the whatever you want to call it, the place where they put people whose brains are crazy aka mine and I ended up breaking out um listen to that podcast if you want to know how or why but um I took a little trip to the grippy sock hospital because I was mentally ill and I still am and probably always will be and probably always have been and I started going to therapy for the second time in my life I started therapy whenever I was like 10 years old and um I started going to therapy for real for real because you know what does therapy do when you're 10 years old Uh, I didn't understand what was going on and quite frankly I ended up in therapy because I jokingly told my mom I should go to therapy and she put me in therapy and here I am actually in therapy because I really needed it but I took a little trip to the Grubby Sock Hospital and um, started going to therapy because my divorce sent me into a downhill spiral 
that put me at rock bottom. And I needed help. But before I started going to therapy, um, I was blissfully miserable. And what they don't tell you about being blissfully miserable is that healing does not make you happier. Um, so, yeah, what they don't tell you about healing is that asking for help is the easy part. And it's basically only, like, downhill from there. Now, mind you, I'm only speaking from my own experience. Um, and I by no means have any qualifications to tell you how or what to do in your healing and your mental health. I am just a mentally ill girl talking about my mentally ill problems. So, from my experience, asking for help is the easy part. (laughs) After that, it's just kind of downhill. You think you hit rock bottom, but really it can go further. Um, so in the early days of 2021, I admitted to myself and everyone around me, after months of keeping it a secret and trying to deal with it myself, I needed help. And I ended up in the hospital. And... After that, it was just kind of like, like, once you, once you admit that you need help, that's, that's what's easy. Admitting you need help is easy. But once you admit that you need help, everything is just kind of laid out in front of you. And that's when the hard work begins. That's when you have to actually evaluate, like, what the fuck is going on with you. And... Before that, like I said, I was blissfully miserable. I was in a marriage that was something I should have been happy in. I had a relatively decent life, a nice home, a nice car. Um, And I was unhealed, and I was not fixing it. So... I was just blind to everything that was wrong and everything that needed to be fixed. And all the places where my trauma was actually showing up in my life. And once I admitted that I needed help and I went to the hospital and I started going to therapy, that's whenever... I had to face the fact that my trauma was showing up in my life in multiple places. The places I had to address the places where my trauma was affecting my life. And that's the hard part because you have to face the fact that, like, maybe some of the things that you do are the problem. Maybe you're wrong. Maybe things about you are messed up. And in this journey, I have started to pick up 
on some things that I may not have expected going into this healing. Like the fact, and this is kind of cliche, but it's very true, and it's not true, or it's hard to recognize that it's true until you go through it, and that is that your healing is not linear, and it never will be, and in this newer season of my life, I am recognizing that as I move through my healing I go through these places of I am really high and I'm doing great and I know how to manage my stress and my anxiety and like my panic and everything and I am actively putting in the effort to practice what I'm learning and to really break down these trauma walls that have been built up and redefine myself as a person. And then I, as I've spoken in my last podcast, hit a place this summer where I kind of regressed. I kind of hit this place of having very strong anxiety and lots of panic attacks and not really operating out of a place of healing, more so operating out of a place of hurt and trauma. And I had to recognize the fact that while I'd been told it was not linear, while I'd been told that it'll come and go, and and it was more of a roller coaster than some linear journey, It didn't register to me until I actually started to go back to a place of unhealing that it was, in fact, not linear. And it's been very important throughout my time of going through this to remind myself that just because I am going through a time that is difficult, a time where I'm not operating out of a healed heart, a time that it is tough does not mean that I am not healing. In fact, I've I've said before in other podcasts that I've spoken about my mental health in that I've found that my most resilient moments, the moments where I grow the most, the moments where I look back and I see the most healing was done are the moments when all I can do is lay down because everything is so overwhelming or all I can do is nothing. All I can do is nothing. Or the times when I'm operating out of this unhealed space because that's the times, those are the times when I'm pushing through. Those are the times whenever I am able to look back and reflect and recognize where my trauma is showing up and how to navigate it again the next time. And and those are the times when I'm showing up for myself just to make it through those hard moments. And so one reason why this journey is not linear is because the more you uncover, the more trauma, the more unhealed parts of you, the more you uncover to heal the more difficult the journey gets. Because 
when like for me for example I have been healing backwards which is another thing that I um things that they don't tell you about healing is it comes in stages healing is not just one big oh I'm I'm healed I I worked through it and I'm healed healing comes in stages and for me I have recognized especially in this previous season of my life that um my healing is going backwards so what I mean by that is when I first asked for help when I first went to the hospital when I first went to therapy when I first started to work on myself and really say like okay I I need help something's wrong like I can't do this by myself anymore it was because I needed to work through <clears throat> what was right at the forefront what it was right at the surface which was my marriage and what had happened to me during my marriage and what mental effects my marriage had taken on me and how my marriage made me feel and why my marriage tipped me over the edge and I had to work through that and in order to do that I had to leave I had to come back home I had to get away from that situation so I could heal I have healed from that situation I've navigated that situation I am fully divorced now I have worked my way through the toll that that took on me and I understand where the trauma in my life from that relationship comes from and I can recognize it and I had a really good period where I was like yes I've healed I've worked through it I've made so much progress I've put so much effort in like I'm never going to have a relationship like that again. Um, and then I hit this stage in my life where post top of that mountain peak um, feeling successful, I'm hitting another another uphill. And this one is my childhood. Well, what in what in my teenage years before I got married? Because I got married very young was fresh out of high school one of my teenage years before my marriage is affecting me now is affecting my ability to communicate to accept love to feel successful to have a career what is, what is affecting me what is preventing me now in my life from from growing further what in those young adult years of my life has an effect on me now and then I imagine that when I work through this and I reach a place of confidence in my healing from those years that it'll go back even further what in my childhood what in my early development what in the beginning stages of my life affected me how is that hindering me now what do I need to give myself that I didn't have then <clears throat> and the more that you go through these stages the 
the more that you learn to heal, the more that you uncover stuff, the more stuff will surface because you're making room. Every single time that you heal from something, every single time you learn and understand what the fuck is going on in your brain and you clear something out of the way, you're making room for the root issue to rise up. So, for me, a lot of it is love. Loving others, loving myself, loving life, (laughs) being able to express love, being able to have people express love towards me. And a lot of that goes back to my childhood and, you know, watching my parents' relationships and um, just the examples of love I had and the love that I was given and my inability to process a healthy love now because of that and that's very difficult to begin to uncover and begin to pinpoint why I am the way that I am because of the things that happened in my childhood and some of the things that I'm learning are not just easy peasy lemon squeezy oh I can't love because my dad left it's stuff like I have social anxieties or I have panic disorder or I can't handle this because of these singular moments that I never would have imagined would have had an effect on me and that's difficult the more you uncover the more difficult it gets because the more you have to face yourself the more you have to face what you have gone through And I had this misconception, and I imagine that most people do, but I imagined that once I started healing, once I started getting better, once I started working on myself, that I would live in a healed space. But I have found that the more that I heal myself, the harder it is to accept healthy, to register healthy. Because when we're traumatized, we're like going through life with other traumatized relationships, other traumatized people operating from an unhealthy space. And when we start operating from a healthy space, it's like ridiculously difficult to process healthy and healthy relationships and the fact that not everybody is fucked up (laughs) and the fact that not everybody is going to abuse you not everybody is gonna give you a fucked up love not every single thing in your life has to be chaotic and we become addicted to this chaotic and once we reach peace it's agitating and it's and it makes you irritable and uncomfortable because you've never known that in your life and for me specifically in relationships it's so hard to accept a non-traumatized peaceful person and I found often that as I was going through this time of healing in my life where I was learning myself and I was getting mono and um I was, you know, just putting myself out there that 
I was gravitating towards people who I knew would never love me in my entirety because if I knew that they would never love me, if I knew that they didn't fit my life, if I knew that they were fucked up people, if I knew that they were just as traumatized and just as unhealed and just as hurt, then they couldn't hurt me because I was aware that they were fucked up. I was aware that they were going to hurt me. I was aware that I was not their person or that they would ever love me to the capacity that I needed to be loved. So I couldn't, I couldn't be hurt by them. And it was easier for me to be in these relationships that are unhealthy, unfulfilling, and ultimately have no space in my life because then I wouldn't have to face the trauma of how I really handle love. So then when I meet people who are healthy, who motivate me, who are good, who have my actual best interest, I panic. I look for everything that's wrong because there's no possible way that that could be. But going through therapy and whatnot and healing myself and understanding my worth and understanding what a relationship should look like and understanding the areas where I am traumatized, you would imagine that I would be able to hold space for healthy and that I would look for healthy and that I would be attracted to healthy but in all actual in all actuality healthy is so triggering and that's another thing that they don't tell you is that everything will trigger you even if you don't know the reason why even if it doesn't make sense, everything will trigger you. And going to therapy to solve your problems will not work unless you're actively evaluating why these things are triggering you, why you feel the way you feel, why you act the way that you act. Which is difficult because oftentimes when I feel triggered, when I feel a quote-unquote negative emotion, when I feel upset, irritated, I feel like I need to crawl out of my skin, like I cannot handle being in my body anymore. And it is just absolutely unbearable. But it is my job in those moments to take a step back and say, why does this make me feel this way? And evaluate the things that I've talked about in therapy and evaluate my emotions and process it and work through it to understand that trigger so it no longer becomes a trigger. And going through this journey, I mean, I've had everything under the sun trigger me from small comments to big moments to just absolutely everything trigger me. And it becomes really difficult whenever you start evaluating these moments and pinpointing where they're coming from and recognizing 
Like, what in your history, your life, is causing you to act like that? Because recognizing where your trauma comes from, recognizing who did what, who caused what, what event caused what, what moment caused what, really begins to, and my next point, change your relationships with people. And... I, in my time of healing, have had to push a lot of people away. I've had people who have come into my life and been amazing and helped me and um, been very important to my journey. And I've had people who I've had to set boundaries with, which is... Setting boundaries is so difficult when we're taught from our early adolescence to not set boundaries, to be compliant, to please everyone, and to not have opinions and not have set in stone, like, you cannot do this, boundaries. Um, But I've had to set boundaries with people, and it really just changes your relationship with people. Because unhealed people don't like boundaries. People who don't have your best interests don't like boundaries. And when you set boundaries with people who don't understand and recognize and respect your boundaries, they will break those boundaries. They will push those boundaries. They will do what they can to get what they want out of the situation rather than recognizing what is best for you in that moment. And in certain situations, which I've spoken on in previous podcasts, I've had to cut those people off. My relationships with people who are very close to me have changed. And I've learned to recognize withholding myself from people who are not putting my mental health and my best interest first in their relationships with me. And recognizing that not everyone deserves or can handle or respects me in a vulnerable state, me in a place of healing, me as a new person setting boundaries. And so your relationships with people as you go through your healing change, because you also begin to recognize the places where these people are causing harm to your healing or not respecting your healing and it's difficult it's a very difficult thing nobody talks about how even if even if stuff is toxic you know my marriage was a toxic marriage um it's so difficult to mourn these relationships of people who you imagined would have been there for you imagined would have had your best interest at heart And nobody really can prepare you for what it's like to end these relationships, to change these relationships, to have to set boundaries with these relationships. But all in all, you have to be your reason. You have to put yourself first and you... You can't come into a place of healing from wanting to do it for someone else or wanting to do it because of 
whatever you may be wanting to do it it has to come from a place of wanting to do it for for yourself because it is such a difficult and just strenuous journey and it's exhausting and it just takes such a toll I, there's just so many days where I'm having these realizations about where my trauma is coming from, why I'm hurting the way that I'm hurting, why I act the way that I act. And sometimes I just have to like sit in the shower for hours or take a nap for a couple of days or just step back or in this case through my sickness and the mental health changes that have been going on this summer, take a step back from my creativity. And it's tough. And at the core of it, you have to be doing it for yourself because that is the only reason that is sustainable to remember that I'm healing because I want to heal for myself, because I deserve that, because I have enough self-love and enough self-respect to say, I am important. It is important for me to heal me before I take care of others, before I do other things, before I go to work. It is important for me to heal myself, to put myself first. And ultimately, through the journey, you gain this sort of backbone and self-respect. For me, I have so many of these moments where I look back and I'm like, you did that. You fucking did that. And I'm so proud of you for doing that. And you just... You you gain so much self-respect for yourself that setting these boundaries, putting people in their place, putting yourself first becomes easier and easier because you have so much respect for the person in the past that has been fighting so hard for you. You have so much respect for yourself for going to therapy for doing the work for healing and and having those bad moments and making it through it and you really develop this just wonderful trusting loving relationship with yourself that is just so beautiful and such an amazing thing to have with yourself but again the journey is not easy and it's not linear and it's difficult and it hurts and it's painful and is it worth it <laughs> I do not know yet but some of my tips and ideas and things that I've done that have helped me through my journey and possibly could help you through yours is reading. I am such a whore for a book about healing trauma and it helps to be a good escape from the crazies of your mind every now and then. I, I have read my first book that I read post-hospital was Untamed by Glennon Doyle and I feel like I've talked about it before but it is just absolutely life-changing. So I recommend reading. I work out all the time. Because if I don't, I might 
go off the deep end. I spend a lot of time, you know, through my photography and my podcast, letting my creativity flow. Allowing my brain some rest from the nonsense and from working and from hustling and whatnot to be creative and record a podcast or work on photography or just paint or color or bake. I love baking to help my creativeness flow. And then I rest. I don't know if you noticed from my absence, but I spent the whole entire summer sleeping. And I'm still sleeping all the time. I sleep about 10 hours a day right now, which is ridiculous. Um, despite how difficult it may get, hold your boundaries. Stand firm in them and don't let people cross them. It will feel so good, even if it doesn't in the moment. It'll feel so good when you know that you've held that respect for yourself and and you've held strong in your healing. Um, and have unlimited grace. Give yourself space to rest. Give yourself space to fall down. Give yourself space to have a breakdown. Give yourself space to be in a down period in your life. But also, push yourself to be uncomfortable. Push yourself to do things that you might find socially scary or your anxiety tells you you shouldn't or feel too hard or feel too difficult push yourself to those uncomfortable spaces of your healing and push yourself to be the person that you are dreaming of being and push yourself to talk to the person that your anxiety holds you back from and push yourself to make the step to go to therapy and push yourself to just do the things that make you uncomfortable in a good way obviously don't do things that make you uncomfortable in a bad way but push yourself to do things that are uncomfortable and ultimately just hold space for yourself give yourself lots of grace and lots of love and remember that this is this is a journey and it's tough and we are all going through this journey together and that is all that is all I really have to say today um I am excited to be getting back into this and kind of reevaluating what I want my podcast to look like and I hope everybody has a fantastic rest of your day and don't forget to follow on Instagram and TikTok at Give a Fuck Pod. That's G I V A F C K P O D um, on both accounts. And yeah, if you like the podcast, rate it or something. Um, but I'll see you guys next week.